She is a woman of many facets, multi-talented, multi-dimensional. She is a woman of swing running through her very veins. She is our own Maria Kina. She's been on stage and screen, performed before thousands. And she joins us now right here on the Hancock and Kelly Show. Maria Kina, welcome aboard. Wait till you hear what just happened to Maria. If I blushed, I would be blushing right now, but I don't blush. So you, you guys do this tune, right? We do. A little Glenn Very Miller. popular. Do what a little uh, Benny Goodman. My glasses broke. Her glasses I got nervous during when the introduction. When oh, well. you were saying such nice things. Yes. Oh, she's got she's got swing running through her veins, <laughs> veins. And, and her glasses apparently. <laughs> So, Maria, wait a minute. I'm going to have to do this because Hancock is already playing the music. And tell us, you're you're in the big band? Yes, it's a 16-piece big band I have. Really? What's you it called? Know. See, Michael, this is why we do this. Yes, what's so, it called? The Knights of Swing. The Knights of Swing, mm-hmm. K-N-I-G-H-T? With the K? Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. And how often do you all play? Well, pretty much uh, at least a couple times a month. Uh-huh. Private events, some uh, some public things. We haven't been doing anything public lately. John came out to see us with his father and I did. Yeah, back in the spring. It was in yeah. the spring, uh, March, it, April, somewhere in there. Yeah. Where did you find sixteen guys? Are people to participate in one band? Well, let's put it this way: none of us do it for the money. Uh-huh. It's for the preservation of the music. Truly, it right. is. Uh, and I'm happy to say we have young people in the band. Yeah, you do. Yeah, who love the music and want to make sure that it keeps on going. And that's the only way you can do it is if you keep young people. Well, and you just don't see ensembles like that no, anymore. And they're expensive to maintain. I, mm-hmm. I can't get buddies together to get five of us to play basketballs. You <laughs> right? get 16 people <laughs> oh, yeah. to show up with And good musicians, too, Michael. I mean, these yeah. are good musicians. That's the true, instrumentation John. is phenomenal. I remember when we went, the, you opened up with a Count Basie number called Little Darling. That's right. A great tune. Yeah. And uh, it, where does your passion for big band come from? Oh, my God. My mom. Yeah. My mom. Uh, you know, when everybody else was playing, I don't know, the Beatles or whatever, uh, I was playing Dinah Washington. What a difference a, may, a day makes on her Victrola. <laughs> so, yes, I definitely got it from her. She taught me all of it. And what is it about the music that uh, is so oh, winsome for you? Um. You know, I, I sometimes I feel as though I lived in the wrong era. Yeah, maybe me too. I should have been back me, then. Me too. Uh, because it was such a different time. The yeah. music was, you know, like you listen to the words to the songs, and it was about good, beautiful things and love and happiness and and some sadness because it was during the war and yeah, you know right. the guys were gone. But I just think that that music has stood such a test of time. I mean, like when you listen to a lot of those songs today. Little Darling. Oh. Does that sound like it's from 50 years no, ago? No, it's a great tune. No. And more than 50 years ago. 80 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So um, I just think that there's just a nostalgia to that music. And it, and I think it's something that young people could love, but we don't expose them to it. Uh, there are no radio stations that right. play that kind of music. Uh, we don't have the respect for jazz music that we should in this country. Amen to that, sister. So... Um, so you say you play a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. You have to rehearse, too, We do. Right? We rehearse, yeah, a couple times a month. And it, wow. depending on how many gigs we have, we'll do more rehearsals. Right. But And we're a regular band, too. We're not just like here, you know, a guy comes in here and there. We're, right. We've played together Is a it, long time. Do you play uh, bars, uh, concert halls, or private parties? Yeah, both. All. If, if a bar can hold us, we'll be there. Really? <laughs> 16 of us, yes. We've been like little sardines on a stage. Well, and you've, stage got a, you've got some dancers that follow you around. Mm-hmm. They go out there and cut a rug on the yep. dance floor. They're groupies. Give us yeah. your website. 
Uh, it's well, you got to go Facebook. to Facebook. Yeah, yeah it's Facebook. It's Knights of Swing. The Knights of Swing. Yeah. K N I G H T S. Yeah. So swing. we've got a, a regular listener on Monday evenings and a caller. He's become a friend of mine. We share a cigar together Greg? every once in a while. Oh. Huh? Is it, who is it? No, yeah, it's uh, well, now you just, you just, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but I know who you're talking about. Doug, Doug, Doug yeah. Flag. Yeah. And he's a singer oh. uh, and a drummer. And he said he would love to sing with you sometime. Oh, how cool. Yeah, and he, I'll tell you what, he's got great taste in cigars, too. Really? Mm. Yeah, I just thought I was with Doug last week. I'd like to have a cigar with him, too. Yeah. Yeah. I like cigar cigars. person? I, well, I could be. That's how I started smoking when I started smoking. Really? Yeah, I was a child. and <laughs> I, I don't was... get the cigar thing myself. Oh, Michael. I don't get it. Oh. It's... It's There's something just, relaxing. It in is, it. but yeah. I feel like I have the taste in my mouth for like well, three a, days that's afterwards. That's the point. Three days. That's the point. You it's, take that taste with you for that well, long. Well, if you like yeah. the taste, there's nothing wrong with it. Wrigley's yeah. gum. You you, you're the one that had smoke. me eating that uh, swordfish the other night. I couldn't swordfish get that taste out of it. But uh, oh. you, the, the best, uh, what, uh, a lot of guys I play disinfect golf with. the grill. <laughs> Take cigars and chomp on them. Now, I have known several women in my life who like cigars, mm-hmm. and it's I guess it's stereotypical, or, you know, I'm stereotyping by saying... Catherine Hannaway, the former Speaker of the House. I was just going to mention her name. Yeah. Really? But I didn't know you were into a chomp I haven't on done story. it in a long time, but yeah. I think it's kind of... There's just something really cool about it. Yeah. I don't know. when You know, like when you see, like the old detective movies, they all had a cigar. Cigar hanging out of right. mouth. <laughs> I need one of those hats that says press in it. So so who is your favorite of the, it's oh, hard to say. Wow. Do you have a favorite band from the, the swing era? I'm going to go with Kenton. Oh, Stan, Stan Kenton. Kenton, interesting. Yeah, I'm a real Kenton head. Yeah. Um, but I love Glenn Miller. Yeah. And like when somebody tells me to pick out a favorite song, I can't do it. Right. Yeah, right. Because then I'm like, oh, yeah, but I love this one too. All right, Tommy Dorsey, Tommy uh, Dorsey. Tommy Dorsey. Hands down. Hands Not even down. close. Call. Not even close. Who did Sinatra sing with? Which, oh, my gosh. Well, he started out with Harry James. Harry James, that's right. And then he went to Tommy Dorsey. Yeah. And then from that's how he learned how to sing so well. He listened to Tommy play that trombone. Yeah. And then he picked up on it. Uh, and then from then, he got Tommy Dorsey to let him out of his contract. And he went out on his own. Well, he didn't, but uh, somebody did. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that he had those connections back <laughs> he then. Had yet. He had friends. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I mean it was wow. you know. When did you when did you start playing it? High school, college? I didn't. I never played. The band recruited me from the radio station that I was working at at the time. Are you a St. Louisan? Uh huh. Born and raised. What? Where did you grow up? Uh, St. Louis Hills. Really? Where'd you go to high school? Bishop DeBerg. Is that right? <laughs> I didn't never knew all this stuff. Yeah. Well, this is Maria. why we do this, Michael. Yeah, because this is fun. Yeah, for all of you out there, you hear Maria Kina. She's giving reports on the police in St. Louis. She's reading the news at the top of the hour. Pretty much the, the only thing to report on She's, is uh, <laughs> what's going on. You know, crime. it was interesting. I was outside. I came when I came in tonight. Maria and I came in together, and there were two sirens that went by. Neither one of which was a police car. Uh, there was a right. fire truck and an ambulance. And an ambulance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but she's. You hear her report, but you don't get to know her. And right. that's what this is the whole point of. This segment she graduated we get to know. from Bishop DeBerg five years ago. There she was. Yeah, right. And then she got involved with the Knights of Swing. And mm-hmm. she's a singer. I mean, she's, have, you've heard her sing at the Christmas shows. I have. Shows. I yeah. have heard her sing. She sang with uh, Bill Reeker one night. Yeah. Oh, you, didn't yes. you guys sing to Johnny Cash, I Walked the Line or I, something? No, I think that might have been Debbie. No, Colleen made me do a whole thing up there by myself, and it was a, a Sinatra song, a beautiful Christmas song that's yeah. not very well known. Um, Oh my gosh! Do you remember it? No, I can't remember. I it was old-fashioned Christmas. I had for dinner. An old-fashioned old old Christmas. Christmas. Well, that was the name of the play that year. Yes, 
Right. Well, there you have it. Colleen was a unique soul. Oh, I miss him. I miss Kevin, yeah, too. I do, too, but he unique guy. Very unique. When people say, what is Kevin like? I said, exactly like he sounds That's on the exactly radio. That's exactly right. How He's long have you been strangest. in radio? Yeah. 20. Uh, wow. Going by okay. 30 years. And when did you, where'd you start? Where was your first? KDHX. Is that right? Oh. Yep. Have, have yeah. you? Have you? Have, I call it a nerd fight that's going on over there right now. <laughs> so, Is yeah, what, have, are you following what's going on over I there? I am, yes. So what's the deal? I don't, I don't really know. I, I mean, I, I've even heard that they're going to look for some sort of union Ooh. to unionize. They but they don't pay anybody, do they? No, everybody's yeah. a volunteer right. over How's there. How's that work? I, you're working I, for free and you're going to join a union? I that's like know. us. <laughs> 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 Actually, we do get paid. We do? I think. Well, uh, I think most of it goes to left the kid the 1% the... earnings tax. And then the parking. <laughs> and the park, they charge me for parking. I park here once a week and they charge me for parking. It's the parking. That's where it goes. Oh, oh man. So, yeah, they're having quite a fight over there. And, you know, for a while I tried to keep up with it. And then I was like, I, I can't follow this. No, and it's done. like it grows. Exponentially every day, there's another person that that's yeah. Out my little then... uh, my little bluegrass guy on Saturday morning. I like the bluegrass show over there, well, and uh, boy, he he went off on it. Yeah, in the middle of the bluegrass. Uh, Did he right? really? Well, then yeah. they, they, he wasn't back the next week either, was he? I, was I don't know. Say, I'm I, that sure was not. last Saturday, so yeah. uh, we'll see. I had a, I have a friend who listens to that show too. Now it all started with the guy over at the the vinyl shop right, right? vintage the, vinyl yeah and it's it's gone from there and i've i've had a hard time keeping up with it i hope they figure it out eventually cuz so many people love what that offers and know their particular shows they would listen that's to. exactly right and it's very eclectic yeah. and and diverse and and you can't get that in commercial radio let's face it you know, you right. have 300 songs on one format that are pushed down your throat. Well, let me it. tell you, as long as you got Matt Pajeski over here, you're so, liable to hear anything. So were you playing the big band over at KDHX? No, I went, you know what I did? But, wait, I was, did wait a minute, you sing for a key, you, you would go do free music and wouldn't play your love? No, I went in and did news. <laughs> and, ah, and there was no a, wire. She's a newswoman, I was, the nar- I was the morning news person. There, there was no wire. There was no nothing. I had to get the post-dispatch and rewrite from the post-dispatch. <laughs> right. And, of course, credit them with everything. And then uh, KXOK went all news and called me over, and that was it. Good for you. KXOK. Mm-hmm. Huh. Remember All News 630? Yes. I did, a, I did a weekly appearance over there with Diane White. Oh, my gosh. For years. She yeah. used to work in the mayor's office. I, yes. Yes. And that I also. Diane White. Yes, and the weather yes. lady from Channel 5. Channel 5. First African-American yeah. woman. She worked in the mayor's office, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How about we worked together at. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the same woman. I was uh, talking. It sounded like we were talking about two different women there for a minute. <laughs> she did a lot. She did a lot. She did a lot. Because I ran a jazz station. Yeah. And, and her son's she was a school over there. principal now. And uh, he and I were in the Boy Scouts together. In fact, he and I got the Wilderness Survival Merit Badge together back in the day. Did you really? Yeah. Me and Chip. Right. Oh, how cool. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, Diane White. Wow, rest her soul. She it, was, yeah, she was God great. bless her. Wow. So you've been doing uh, when you first started. You got most of your news from the um, uh, the newspaper. Now, I mean, what what's your main thing you follow? Is it the scanners? Is it the uh, the Twitter? Oh my gosh, it's all of it. Is it? I mean, like of course the crime stuff. Unfortunately, on the scanner, you, you know that's right. what you hear on the scanner. And you really have kind of carved a niche here at KMOX as a crime reporter. Yes. I mean you. You are into that police situation 
probably deeper than any other reporter in this town, and you you get and know what's going on. I'm sure you're frustrated. I know as a journalist you can't share your frustration, but uh, but that's one of the most consequential stories in this city that we've seen in decades. It is, because just just take the 9-11 system alone um, and the shortages there and, and the fear that people have when they call and don't get that answer. You know, back in the summer when we had the lady that was visiting from St. Louis right. and had the child that was having the seizure, I talked to her personally. What a horrifying experience. Okay. Can you imagine? Oh, no. no, I can't. That would just be terrifying to call and not... Here's somebody on that other line. So you're here on Monday nights, uh, typically? You're going to see me Monday through Friday now. Uh, wow. Well, every Monday night at 9.05, Maria Kina, we're going to we're gonna <laughs> plumb the depths a little deeper. Each and every week gets Maria Kina. It's Hancock and Kelly. Late night, when we come back, Michael. These are the good old days. That's what he said. <laughs> Welcome back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. We're going to take you all the way to 10 o'clock. Then what do you get, like the best of Glover or something? Oh, my. The best of Glover. Yeah. That'll be fun to tune well, in. Well, it was a good show today. He I had the rabbi. I did, yeah. yeah. And he's in. he was in He's Israel. in Jerusalem, yeah. Yeah, that that is worth listening to, so you're going to uh, want to stick around for that. Uh, listen, Hancock and Kelly, we are on every Friday morning starting at 8.30-something. We join the uh, Total Information crew in the morning, kind of do a preview of what our show is going to be. We talk politics. Uh, we take you all the way to 11 o'clock. We join Amy and Chris during that time. We do. Friday's a fun day. Don't forget you can see Hancock and Kelly on television, too, on Fox 2 in St. Louis at 8.30 in the morning. We're joined by Andy Banker over there. We are. Andy's a good dude. And, uh, John, um, you ever heard the expression, these are the good old days? I have. You know, it's or hard. those were the good or old days. those are the good That's old days. That's typically yeah. the way it's used. Those but were you, the good you, old days. You know, you... You hear that, and in today's world, man, things are things are crazy. They right? are crazy. We're watching what's happening in Israel and Ukraine, uh, even even just in our own body politic. Uh, people are fighting about books at, at local school boards, and um, we've got homeless encampments that are being overturned and you city know, hall closed down at city hall. Little tents we've at city got hall. People pooping on the side of the senators building. and Congress people out there tweeting inappropriate and wrong things. We've got former presidents of the United States threatening to kill the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. I mean, it is a wild time. And you it's often unique. hear, you know, well, back in the good old days, you know, I'm going to make the case as to why we're living in the good old you days. You believe we are in the good old days right well, now? I don't know that I believe it, but I'm going to try to make the case right. for it. And right. that, you know, Go listen, right ahead. Uh, my grandparents who lived mm-hmm. in St. Louis didn't have air conditioning. Right, they had the same temperatures that we're dealing with now. That Did they? Hundred degrees. I thought, uh, I thought you people. Well, think it's that... gotten worse and it's been more uh, sustainable. Oh. But at the end of the day, you know, it sustains over a longer period oh, yeah. of time. But at the end of the day, you know, we've got air conditioning. That's pretty cool. When it you is. and I grew up, mm-hmm. you, I think, had a phone number that was like you know a word and two loud numbers. Jackson two eight four five zero. Right, and uh, you know, I grew up. You, you went over and you grabbed the long cord and you. Take your finger and and rotary dial it, and yeah. now your phone's in your pocket. Right now, you could pull your phone out, order your prescription if your prescriptions do. Maybe you could schedule something to watch on your television. Call George Ann. I could. You tell could it. tell it. Hey, speaking of the television, back in the day, I mean, what 
you, you used to have to the, – the test pattern would go and they'd run the national anthem at 1030 at night or you know, 11 o'clock at night. Later than now you've got literally all this content at your – at your hands and at your feet. I mean, I think about my poor grandfather who um, had had a stroke when he was 50 mm. and spent almost the remaining remainder of his life, uh, the remaining 20 years of his life, uh, disabled with uh, his entire left side of his body was paralyzed. Mm. And so uh, he couldn't work. He was disabled. and uh, But he sat in a couch and he watched television. and Or not a couch, a chair. And a Cardinal fan, listen to him on the radio. Yeah. And then, if you remember, they used to rebroadcast the Cardinal games on uh, Channel 11, sometimes late at night. No. You watch them, but you watch the same baseball game two and three times. Now you literally can watch somebody play football, uh, you know, at eight in the morning and until midnight. You can watch them play some type of rugby over in Australia if you want. These <laughs> these are the good old days. I mean, if you think about it. Well, I mean, We yeah. are living I'm in the good old I days. Mean, watching Australia for rugby. I mean, I can't think of anything no, better. But the, the, the access to content, I think you get it. I mean, we're talking to a guy who watches the most obscure sport in the world what? on his phone, snooker. Snooker's not obscure. But, John, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to access that content in the United States. Mm. These are the good old days. By the way. You're living in the good old I was days. Outraged this morning. Why? Well, the Wuhan Open is going but did on. Did you not like my case I made for the good old days? Can you just say, you know what, Kel, you're yeah, right. You're right. Okay. Good. Okay. So I, the Wuhan <laughs> Open is going on. That's over, where the, the virus came from. That's you where know? the virus started. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Wuhan lab that Anthony Fauci funded. Oh, we, I stop digress. it! Don't be that clown. You really? You were going to be that guy? <laughs> so, okay, Josh Holly, go ahead. <laughs> And so I've got this great new uh, website that tells me what time the games start St. Louis time. Oh, nice. Yes, because I, I was having to figure out, you know, okay, in Wuhan it's 12 or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, England it's six hours yes. ahead of us and all of that. So now I've got it. So right there it says, I looked at it yesterday, and it says Ronnie O'Sullivan, mm-hmm. the greatest snooker player of all time. He's playing at 6.30 a.m. By the way, this is a guy who makes fun of Australian football, who's telling us about He's a guy playing named... at 6.30 a.m. Monday today, oh, Monday morning. Okay, yeah. So I didn't have an early uh, meeting or anything this morning, so I set the old alarm for 6.25. Yeah. And, uh, Did you watch it in bed? It ring, it went up. And I got on my little uh, matchroom.live, which oh. is how you access snooker from anywhere in the world, Michael. Okay. Four ninety five a month. I the good old days. Four dollars and ninety five. Think about that. Yes. And I got I except on my phone, you gotta type in, you know, my email address, which is too long. Yeah. And then I gotta remember what password did I use for then I can right. type in the password. And then it, it because it's chunking along, it takes it a long time to load up because okay. it's, you know, coming over from wherever. Right. So these tournaments, they've Wuhan. got they've got four they got four tables in the in the hall. Okay, table one, two, three, and four. So there's games going on on all four tables. <laughs> Matchroom only covers one table. Okay, which is fine because but they don't when, cover Ronnie. Whenever Ronnie O'Sullivan's playing, he is on table one. Well, it's like I mean, Tiger that's, Woods or Michael Jordan yes, playing, right? It's, that's okay, like it's in the and Bible. they didn't cover him. No, <laughs> I, I turn it on. And they've got Ding Zhengwei. Oh, that's who Taylor Swift went to go watch. <laughs> Ding, <laughs> Ding Zhengwei, who's a fine player. Yeah. But he's not Ronnie O'Sullivan. No. 
And, and Ding is playing somebody else. I don't know who it was, but I guess because Ding's from China, they think everybody wants to see Ding. I didn't want to see Ding. I wanted to see Ronnie O'Sullivan, and I what, couldn't see it. This what way. do you think Ding's buddies call him? Ding. Ding-a-ling. <laughs> What's up, Ding-a-ling? Don't you think when they he see him? He seems like, like a nice guy. Yeah, like, come he's on, one of the, Ding. You know, they busted eight Ding. Chi- they busted eight or ten Chinese players last year for fixing yeah. snooker matches. Uh-huh. Kicked them out of the league. Can you imagine? And Ding, uh, who's a, apparently just the model of uh, integrity, uh-huh. was not among them. So, now, so that's that's snooker. Credit to you him. know the Brits bet on everything. Can you bet on snooker? Oh, hef- are they betting yes, on snooker heck yeah, over there? Heck yeah. Yeah, it's big it, time. All the tournaments are sponsored by betting companies now. Are they? Bet Victor, Bet Fred. They've got all of them. Yeah. Now, I just want you to remember that you just went on a two-minute story about some sport that most Very of us upset. never heard of. Making fun of me for saying, Damn. well, who would want to watch football in Australia? Well, nobody. Right. Who would want to watch a bunch of Brits play pool? It's not pool, Michael. It's snooker. Snooker. And it, it, Snooker is to pool as chess is to checkers. Well, yeah, but you know what? I don't want to watch chess or checkers either. Okay, fine. I don't mind playing the, uh, the drama uh, of the snooker, though. I don't like, mind playing snooker with you, but watching it after a while, massive I'm like, drama. Uh, massive drama. Tell the truth. You, you, you're taking an online course, aren't you? Related to snooker. I'm, and I haven't started. No, uh, tell the truth. I haven't started. Okay. You own an online course. I subscribe to the Rocket Method. Yeah, and so you're learning how to properly play snooker from who? Ronnie, Ronnie O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan. So is it like a 10-step, 10-week course? It's a 10, I think 10 or 12 Hour sessions. Hour-long sessions? Oh, they're longer than that. But I haven't, I mean, I haven't started yet, so. Don't, don't you think that's a little weird? No. No. Oh, I'm self-improvement, but Michael. Isn't this awesome? About... The good old days. You're living in the good old days, and the fact that some Irishman has conned you out of a bunch of money. Irish. Yeah, he is O'Sullivan. Well, he's English. Well, he's, a, he's an Irishman. He, I'm well, sure he's, he's an half Irishman. Italian. His yeah. mother's Italian. Oh, really? Well, you can't be perfect. Ronald Antonio. Ronald Antonio O'Sullivan. All right. So, but this guy's conned you out of uh, what did you pay for an episode? Ten uh, bucks in that ballpark. Yeah. So you're paying ten bucks an episode for a guy in Britain to give you his thoughts on supposedly how to play, it's uh, 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 very sneaker. professionally produced. As These well. are the good old days, man. Uh, uh, Stephen McManus is uh, co is co-hosting it with him. Stephen McManus, yeah, a great another. You know, not Ronnie, but he's a snooker player. But I digress, Michael, because you were saying these are the good old days. I think you're correct. I guess I don't know. We'll what are we back. talking about when we return? Oh, you are going out of town. Yes, I'm going to tell you where I'm headed after this on the Mighty Mighty Mox. About to be a great night. Really good tonight. Yeah. This is one hell of a night. Now. My single friend is leaving town. Hard to believe. I'm headed to Vegas. You're going to Vegas. Michael Kelly is going. You're departing uh, tomorrow morning, 830. 830. Nonstop flight on Southwest Airlines. Right straight into Las Vegas International. Right into McCarran Airport. McCarran, named after... uh, I don't know. McCarran. Yeah, that yeah. was named after McCarran. Yeah. But I don't know which, uh, what his uh, role was in Vegas, why they named it after him. Well, he was a big aviation pioneer there. You've never and, been uh, to Vegas? Never been to Vegas. PJ, you ever been to Vegas? Never been. So I've probably been to Vegas. Well, during the presidential camp, I, I was there a bunch. So I've seen Vegas, you know? Mm-hmm. I've not been You've there. You've seen every place. Are you, I, what are you I really talking have, about? yeah. So I'm... I'm going out to Las Vegas, yeah. and I'm going to a new thing called the Sphere. Now, you're going you, to the Sphere. You've heard of the Sphere. You are going to the Sphere. Yes. 
Have you heard about the sphere? I've heard about this. It's a big ball. Yeah, so the sphere is a uh, two point, I want to give it this right, it cost $2.3 billion to build. A $2 billion sphere. Yeah, it is an 18,000 seat stadium. Okay. It goes well, almost 400 feet in the air. It 400 like, feet in the air. You're familiar with the Epcot ball? I am. From the outside, it looks like the Epcot ball, yeah, okay, in yeah, terms of it. Yeah. But it's all movie screen, or it's all digital screens on the outside. So they can make the sphere look like the Earth. They can make the sphere look like an emoji, like a yellow-faced, you know, smiley Anything face. Anything that's round. Anything. Well, it doesn't even have to be round. Uh, well, tonight, Monday Night Football is happening in Las Vegas, and they put the Monday Night Football logo on on the sphere. Well, which is but round. it's Madison Square Garden uh, out of New York City's who beat built it and wow. they just opened it. Yeah. And for the first 3 months, the 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 group that's opening it is U2, which every is night or whatever they're every doing. Every day. Yeah, I think they do it 3 times a week. They But they're the only the, show at the sphere. Only show at the sphere from October till almost Christmas time. Wow. Uh, U2's going to be there. They're playing their Octune Baby uh, uh, album, uh, all that, plus other songs. Octune. Yeah, it was a 1992 release. <laughs> is it, yeah. it Well, No, it's Octune Baby. That's what everybody calls it. Now, you you may feel differently, but they call it Octune. And a- A-U, right? A-U-C-H-T-U-N-G? Octune Baby, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, are you going to give us a – well, hold on, Mr. Interpreter. Well, it's Achtung. Uh, okay, well, well, I'll try that tomorrow in front of all the U2 fans. <laughs> Spit on them like you just did all over the – Achtung. The, uh, ex- there it hello. is. Hello. Thank you. Achtung. Thank you. So I said it like an American would. Achtung, baby. Thank you. I, I met Pajeski. He's the best that ever lived. Uh, okay, well, anyway, I'm going out there to the sphere. I'm going to see you two. You too. Yeah. At the sphere. I'm, I'm talking to two people who can't fully appreciate this. Oh, no, I do. No, you don't. You're over here tooling on me. No, know? I'm just telling you how this pronounced. Uh, what's that word again there, PJ? Well, I lost it. It's Octune Baby. Yeah, right. Octune Baby. You're close. Yeah. That's what they call it. So they're doing that album. And yes. all the great songs are on that album. Well, you got we're the, one, but we're not the same. We're not we the same. You got that song there. You got uh, the, everything's on their zoo station. Listen, it's what sent them into another stratosphere. But I'm so excited to be going. Still to this. haven't found what I'm looking for. Right, and it's so on that opening album. night. Listen to who was there. Who? Paul McCartney was Paul there. Paul McCartney. Tom Brady was Tom there. Tom Brady. Shaquille O'Neal Shaquille, was there. Now, does he have to buy two seats? I would think. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen that man's shoe? I'm not. So I have a client here in town. Uh, I go to his office. Yeah. And in the the table in his office that we sit and have our conversations, he's got a Shaquille O'Neal uh, shoe sitting on the table. It's in a little glass box. I would hope so. It's signed by Shaquille Wouldn't O'Neal. Wouldn't want to be sniffing on that thing. Right? No. Well, I don't think it was ever worn by Oh, him, he didn't wear was, the shoe. It, it was signed He on signed him. the shoe but didn't wear the shoe. John, I'm telling you, it's bigger than my arm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's bigger than my arm. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable how large this man's. Foot is. Wow. And it just makes you wonder, like, you know, so many things about him. I, well, how did he ever get shoes? <laughs> like when he was growing up, that do you think they had to sew special shoes? Well, for? probably. I mean, he's he's Shaquille O'Neal now. It's like Robert Wadlow. Huh? The guy over in Alton? Yes. Yeah. How tall did he wind up being? Eight foot 11. Is that right? Yeah. You knew about Robert Wadlow, didn't you, PJ? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever been over to his museum I'm they not. have here? I'm not. No. How do you know so much about Robert Wadlow? Well, he's in that book. Would he have been living the same time that uh, your your uh, uh, your ragtime guy? Uh, no, 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 no. He was much more contemporary. I, I want to say Wadlow was around in the forties and fifties. He no. died on in nineteen forty. Nineteen forty. There you go. Yeah. yeah. 
He was the world's tallest man. He was. From Alton, Illinois. The Alton Giants. I don't know that the Alton Giants. It's what they called him. I don't think that um, his shoe was as big as as, uh, Shaquille O'Neal's. Let's find out whose shoe was bigger. Shaquille O'Neal or Robert. It's Robert Wadlow. I don't know that that's the case. It was a size 23 and a half, I think. Well, I think that's what Shaquille made. No, he's an 18. Shaquille O'Neal is not. I'm a 13. You're a this 13. Co- yeah, I'm a 13. There's a, well, okay, here we go. Right, Shaquille O'Neal's foots are his shoe size 22. 22. Uh-huh. Right. Robert Wadlow's shoe size 37. Th- 37, thank you. Oh, my gosh, that's a ski. Yeah, no, it's big. I mean, literally, you could put babies inside of that. I'm, I'm, I looked at this uh, shoe of Shaquille O'Neal sitting on this table, and you literally could have put in a newborn inside of this shoe. But why would you do that? No, I'm just trying to give you some scope of size. <laughs> right. I was trying to give you some scope so of size. All of this is to say he's probably buying two seats at the Sphere. You think he is? Uh, this would be my guess. Yeah. I know Orlando Pace. I don't even Pace, think people care about the Sphere. Orlando Pace used to buy a whole row on Southwest. Did he? Yeah, because, you know, I was flying to Columbus, Ohio and back every week. Uh-huh. And, uh, and Orlando Pace, you know, is from Columbus, Ohio. And, and of course, that. St. Louis. Yeah, uh-huh. He played for The Ohio State University. It was first-round yeah. choice by the St. Louis Rams. So. He was often on my flight. Nice okay. guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Uh, but he would buy the whole row. And then what, throw his leg out over the Or just the do whatever he seats? wanted to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Now, on Southwest, would he have to be 8, 25, 26, and 27 yeah. to be able to say, these are my seats? Yeah. Well, no, he he bought three seats. Yeah, but who was going to argue with him? He'd be <laughs> right. like, hey, sir, I'm going to sit there. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, who would want to sit next to him? Like because well, on Southwest you get stuffed in. Well, I, no, it has nothing to do with him. He's a right. large man. I'm yeah. a large man. Yeah, not nearly as large as him. But right. I mean, we sit there. Who you know? Pajeski couldn't even fit between us. No, no. But I mean, I'd take the aisle seat if he wants the window in the middle. Yeah, and I'd have a lovely chat with the, with the guy. Really he bought three tickets and that. That's how good he for flew. him. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. I didn't. Even, I would be interested in how that works. So because. You know, I'm on Southwest tomorrow. I right. paid the early bird fee. Do you pay the early bird fee? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be in the C group coming no, in, no, in my no, size. No, no. You, you, never, you don't get as many dirty looks of doing anything in your life than walking on that, that plane at the end of the line being a big guy. Now, let me ask I mean, people are looking at you like, you know, death in their eyes. Right. But here's where, here's where I have self-esteem issues on Southwest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this ever happens to you. They tell you at the very beginning, you and I pay the early bird, so we're getting on early, right? Yep, so. Yep. I'm usually in that first ten to fifteen rows. First you know? four or five. Yeah, I like to be. Yeah. I like to be right up front. Yeah, you know, and because then I get off and I just roll. You're done. done. Yeah, but uh, so there you are. You're you're getting it. But they said they announce it's going to be a full flight. So there's going to be. So now you're getting down to those last twenty or so people coming yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. I I always want the pretty girl or you know the the, the real small person. Sure. And when they when they kind of look at me and and move on to go. To the back of the bus. Well, it's, you're, it's you're playing of, it wrong, Michael. Okay. How, how do so you So the flight's never actually full. Okay. They tell you it's full. Oh, it's a lot. They lie to you. Okay. There's always going to be one, two, three, four, five open seats. Really? But they tell you it's full, so they want people to sit down as quickly as possible when they get on. Wow. So if you're in one of the front rows, you you have to either be very fortunate on your seatmate recruitment Okay. You're putting the move on, whatever you're doing. Well, I try. I, I can't try. do because I, I, I wink or I smile or but, I. Yeah, uh, but hey, you're, you're you? large and I'm large. Yeah, we're both large. So what I do uh-huh. is I find the fattest person I can that's sitting on the window. Uh huh. 
and I sit down on the aisle, and then as that plane is loading up, uh-huh. I turn into a puffer fish. You swallow more I, air? I just, I just get bigger and bigger and You throw bigger. those legs open? I get, I get at least three chins coming. <laughs> I, I tilt my head. I get three chins coming at you. You pretend and, like you're going to sneeze? Uh, <laughs> you can cough a little. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and it never fails. Really? Yeah. Uh, and because nobody is sitting in that seat. And the only time it may malfunction is if the flight happens to be actually full. Right. <laughs> but they, it's rarely full. Well, I have, I have a buddy of mine. Uh, he and I used to, we'd get on the airplane, and they'd tell you it's a full flight. Mm. So we'd always say to the, I'd always sit on the edge. My buddy Bob would sit over on the window. And I would find, you know, whenever a small female came through, I'd say, listen, we don't talk. We'll buy your drinks if you'll sit here. Oh. And, you know, usually women think, well, I don't want to drink, but I'll sit with you guys, you know, and it's great because now we got this little 110-pound little thing sitting between these two massive mammals. Yeah. You know, and I don't have to worry about my legs touching some other dude's legs and they feeling the body heat coming off of somebody who's incredibly too large, Mm. you know? Yeah, it could be a – could make for an uncomfortable – Few hours. What is that? That's a three-hour flight to Vegas, probably. I think it is. I mean, yeah. we, we leave at 8.30 and you get in at 10.10. 10, right. So what is it? Is that two hours behind it us? It is. So, uh, yeah. I Four mean, hours. Or three and a half. Three and a half. No, well, I think it's quicker coming home. Yeah, and they tell you, they they, they accommodate, you know, they want to be right. on time. So they pad in a on bunch of whatever. Deliveries. Yeah. yeah. Well, have a good trip, brother. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the sphere. I'm going to tell everybody about it on Friday. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to go Google it. It's really, really a cool place. It's and, a big ball. Yeah, it's expected that uh, its success level, if it continues at the trajectory they're at, they have plans to put one in London and in New York City. Wow. Uh, it's the, could be the new way that concerts are performed, et cetera. And, uh, How's it configured on the inside? Do I, I know? don't know, buddy. I'm, I'm going. Uh, I wonder if there's, like, seats all around in the No, you're, you're all on one side, and it's a very steep uh, incline, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, but you're all on one side looking down and, and, and up. I'm going to take, I may even FaceTime with you from there just so you can see what it Well, they probably like. won't let you take pictures inside. You don't think? Well, I, they kick you out. You How know? are they going to do that? You'd like, be like Lauren Boebert. 18,000 people. <laughs> I, I, let me just say right now, I'm going to be jumping up and down, but I ain't going to be doing anything else watching you two. Lauren Boebert. Man, yes. she had some fun at the theater, huh? Apparently, it was quite the quite the evening. Yeah. Well, we need to step aside, Michael. Okay, yeah. When we come back, well, we're going to talk a little music. It's a famous birthday today, Columbus Day. That's next way, on KMOX. This is an Octune Baby song, too. Octune. Octune. Baby. Hey, now. I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Well, you know who wrote that song? That'd be John Lennon. Today would have been his 83rd birthday. Wow. He was killed, uh, of course, and... November of, uh, no, December of... Uh, 1980, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, during the Monday night football game of all night. Mm-hmm. So here we are on his 83rd birthday. Uh, he was his, living at the Dakota. Yeah, he was living at the Dakota right there in New York City. He, uh, celebrating the birthday of my wonderful friend and collaborator, John Lennon, Paul McCartney wrote oh, this wow. morning at 81 and put a black and white photo of the two of them on stage together. Boy, those guys, what a run they had. And you yeah. think of how quickly they did it. 
Um, and, you know, there's not much content in there, what they created, but what they created changed the world. I mean, they were, we were making fun of uh, Taylor Swift the other day, but I don't think you get any bigger than the Beatles. It's when you talk about the Beatles, you're talking about Mozart. You're talking about Beethoven. They're up there with them. Well, they certainly transformed uh, rock and roll. No question about it. Then their music evolved, even in the short span they had together. What was it, three, four years together, something mm-hmm. like that? Um, and their music definitely, I mean, it was kind of uh, poppy early on. Right. You know, kind of I pop music. Hold your yeah, hand. right. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, it got trippy. Uh, much more so. Yeah. And, and I think more inventive musically as well, uh, you know, because the, the pop song stuff is, you know, that's what sold albums back in the day. So they really did kind of have this evolution as artists that that many bands have, but many bands that last a lot longer than than the Beatles did. And then you look at the phenomenal careers they went on to have. Yeah. Even George Harrison produced some great music totally uh, in his post Beatle era. I mean, the one guy that really probably the weak link musically in that band was Ringo Starr, right? The drummer, yeah. And I guess they let him sing a couple of songs. Just well, that's how much drugs they were on. <laughs> they even let Ringo sing. <laughs> yeah. So on December the eighth, nineteen eighty, we all know that he was shot at the age forty outside the Dakota apartment there in New York City. Uh, he left behind two sons, Julian Julian Lennon at sixty and Sean Lennon at forty eight. Yeah, Julian went on to have a, a fairly successful, yeah. substantial music career. And then there's also his wife uh, Yoko Ono, who I think still creates music to this day. You're, you're a fan of Yoko music, Yoko aren't you? Ono. Have you ever heard any Yoko Ono, man? She's that's she was stuff. quite the singer. That's some that's some stuff, man. Yeah, I mean you got to be in just the right. So I gather you you liked the deafness. Beatles, but they weren't your favorite. You no. Know? So what no. what was the because the Beatles really from my youth was was what it meant for me. I I was obsessed with them. Sure, and I mean and they did some interesting things. I like the the more you know the progressive bands that that actually were bending the contours of the music and and exploding through. Uh, a lot of the strictures of pop music and bands like Yes, and we heard a little Super Tramp earlier. Uh, those progress. Rush certainly a band that uh, it means a lot to me. What about the Who, or what about um, you know the Who and yeah, and they're still a little popish. Pop, really? For me. Okay. Yeah, I mean it, hard rock. You know, fine. I'm nothing. I have nothing wrong. You know, no ill will towards hard, hard rock. But I like to get even Kansas. Uh, some of Kansas's earlier music was really inventive. Yeah, um, Matt, you're an old soul. You keep nodding at all these yeah, bands. This is my that wheelhouse of music. Really? I, like, I like the old prog stuff. Yeah, most. say it one more time. What was the word you used? Prog, prog like progressive rock. Yeah, prog rock, buddy. I've never heard of that. You never heard of prog rock? Prog? Prog? No, I've never heard of prog it's rock. Not Austria. Prog, as in progressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're going to teach me how to say that too. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I want to hear this one. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Who else is out there? There was some very little known bands that really produced some great music. There's a band called Nectar. Remember the future? Oh, what an album that was. Remember Where did the you? Future. You're a young man. You're in your 20s. Where did you get turned on to all this well, music? My dad was into all that stuff, and he raised me on all that great music. And it I is just, great music. It just stuck with me. It is great. Are you are you both vinyl guys? Are you into the no, vinyl? vinyl? I got a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Really? Are you going to vinyl shops and buying stuff? Not as not as much. I I, I don't use my record player as much, but right. I've got probably a hundred or 150 at home. Yeah, and mine mine are in a box, and I uh, the guy came to. Install the, but we changed from cable to AT and T from yeah, the internet. Right, right. So it just so happens he had to drill a hole right behind my box of records, uh-huh. and he says, uh, 
can you move this for me? I said, oh, sure, no problem. <laughs> I got this box. It's full of records. Yeah. Thing must weigh 200 pounds. Do you have a player? Uh, yeah. You ought to pull them out. Well, I have pulled them, them out like now. That's like a fashionable thing to happen so right I'm, now. You know, trying to move this darn box of records, and so they're just sitting in the middle of the floor now. Really? Yeah. What do you got in there? You got any Beatles? No. I've got I've got the entire collection of Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and all of the solo albums, Matt. I mean, it's wow. it's it's impressive, and, uh, and then I've got uh, the Library of Congress recordings of Jelly Roll Morton from 1941. What would Jelly Roll Morton have sang? Oh well, a lot of Mr. Jelly Lord. Um, oh yeah, of course. Uh, he's got the Tiger Rag on. Why'd there. you? Bu- oh, this is all um, ragtime. Well, Jelly Roll really was kind of the bridge between ragtime and jazz. Okay, his style, pianistic. He claims to have been the inventor of jazz. He was a braggart. Uh huh. And uh, so I probably I like him. Yeah. But he sat down and recorded hours and hours and interviewed and played the piano in 1941 for the Library of Congress. And I bought that entire collection. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Jelly Roll might have been a large man. No. His name was Jelly Roll and he was Mr. what? Mr. Jelly Roll. Pounds he was soaking wet? Yeah, he was, he was a thin guy. Uh, really? Very, very I, flashy. I picture some B.B. King looking no, dude, uh-uh. right? No, no, Jelly Roll Morton. He had a his incisor was a was a pure diamond oh uh, in his mouth and he was he wore diamond pins and he would you know this was in the 1900s he was making a hundred dollars a night in tips really uh, claims to have been the greatest pianist to ever live huh and uh, and he was quite good. Trumpian this guy yeah oh his, no he was something uh, Jelly Roll Morton Jelly Roll Morton was something else and really great music back in the day he had a band well King Porter Stop one of the classics. This has uh, come to the end of the uh, road for Hancock and Kelly late night. Uh, hey, I'll be back on Friday morning with John Hancock. And we'll hear all about the Sphere. Tell you about the trip to the Sphere. Don't forget you can see us Sunday on Fox 2 as well. It's Hancock, Kelly, late night. Have a good night and a good week, everybody. Remember the future. Nectar, this was, what, 1973-ish probably? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a great album. Best of Glover is next. Thanks for listening. Camel X.